Hello and welcome to the live vlog podcast. I am Diana. I am Chippy. Oh God, can you hear his Lego? Hey, that, that, that noise, not, not now, but like in my own house, that gives me like... <laughs> so that noise for me in my house is like therapy because I'm like, oh my God, they're playing by themselves. Oh right. And that noise for me is like, later on today I'm going to hoover up one of those bricks and I'm going to have to be in my dice and trying to retrieve. Yeah, or you're going to stand on it. Yeah, that is the same. Okay. Um, so yeah. What's worse, plug or Lego? Plug. Mm. Oh, standing on a plug. Oh God, standing on a plug. You ever seen that right. film, The Quiet Place, with Emily Blunt? The horror. No. Oh no. They have to you stay. See. Quiet. They have to stay quiet um, because there's like aliens. Don't let this put you off. There's aliens, right? Who are attracted. Yeah noise and so everyone in the world has to be quiet right and she's pregnant and mm. she's worrying because obviously you can't keep a baby quiet a newborn baby quiet can you so she has to build like this soundproof box with air holes in to put her baby in when a baby starts crying anyway that's not what she's this is awful how can it be soundproof if it's got holes in it right, don't like if you're one of those really annoying people at the cinema right yeah Anyway, she's walking down the stairs and there's a nail sticking out of the stairs and she has to keep quiet. And it's like... You, you have to give birth in silence. And you can see, you know it's coming and you're like shouting at the telly, Emily, move! Emily, <laughs> Emily, move! Watch the nail woman! And then you're like, ah! You can't watch it. Ugh. Oh, anyway. That's Why doesn't she build a soundproof room? They do. And live in it, and live in it with her child. Because she's got two other children, one of which is deaf. And it's all... So she, they can all live in a sound... I just soundproof my house. If you can soundproof a box with holes it's in... It's an apocalypse. Like, you can soundproof your... Uh, I am... When the apocalypse it's comes... apocalyptic America. So, like, they have to go out and, like, raid supermarkets. A, laun a laundrette's been on. She's slid into our DMs, I think is ha how the kids would say it, um, about work. I've got it up in front of me. Have you got it? You're the efficient one. I worked out yesterday while you're finding it. Um, I went riding with my sister yesterday and we were, we'd never been there before. So we were trying to find it. And... My sister was like, well, they say don't go past this place because of COVID-19 and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I realise why I'm so unprepared for stuff in life. And that's because one of my earliest memories was being at my granny's house. And my sister used to read the back of crisp packets or any packet of food. Like she wanted to know all the information. She'd have a really good look. So she'd sit there eating her frazzles, reading the back. And I was like, I realised that I just glide through life being incredibly unprepared for everything because she knows everything and I think that's kind of why we work is that I just bosh through being like we'll just do it we'll just do it and work it out later and you're like I've got it all written down I found that somewhere I've highlighted it I've got a bookmark I found it here right okay again right started with flattery right always works literally she tells us that she thinks our podcast is fab. 
I mean, tell us something we don't know. <laughs> I should follow that bit by at least 50% of the time. I messaged Gemma going, do we need to re-record that? <laughs> Gemma, do we, and also, do we need I, to re-record I, I that? Three, thrice, thrice before I put it live. Like I have... Whereas I can't listen to it at all. And my sister will say things like, oh, in that podcast, when you said this, and I'm like, I don't know. I stay at home mum for a number of years now and left my job to raise my children, um, children a millennia ago. That threw me. That's oh, okay. It wasn't an actual. <laughs> that doesn't make factual sense. <laughs> I'm very literal. <laughs> I don't know why my Gemma is angry today. Angry. Um, <laughs> so she's having to rely on just herself and going back to work and she's she's in a pickle she doesn't know where to start so any advice going back to work working from home thanks again ladies for everything you both do well you're very welcome you're very welcome um i have oh i'm just brimming with opinion i think we are on the brink and i know that everyone keeps going yeah there'll be another lockdown there may be another lockdown but right now we can't think we don't know we're not mind readers. We can't predict the future. We could all get hit by a meteorite tomorrow. What I do know is that we are on the... I could eat a doggy pie and get diarrhoea. We literally don't know what's going to happen. So, yeah, but I don't think that's going to affect anyone else except for me and Mike, who will have to hear about it. Um, what I mean is we're on the cusp. We're on the end cusp of a... Probably, hopefully, the most unusual time in our lives where we've had this enforced break from normal life and she'll have been very intensely at home. It sounds like she's a single mum. I'm going on at the fact that she's a single mum. If she's not, I'm very sorry. This is all going to be geared towards that, but you can change it. That's fine. I'll allow it. Self-sufficiency. you could be doing what I do when things are really bad with me and Joe and literally just blocking him from your existence mentally, which, you know, helps. You haven't gone back to work yet. It sounds like she hasn't got a job yet or she might be going back to the job that she left ages ago. Maybe yeah, it's, it's that right. sort of thing that you can go back. Everyone, pretty much everyone, has the option now to think about what you really want in life. Your kids haven't gone back to school yet, or they are just going back to school. You can move. You can change jobs. You can work from home. You can change your working hours. You can, that you still have that freedom. And it is a waste to not have a little evaluation of what you want. And if what you want is to return to your job, for your kids to go back to school, for normality to resume, for your schedule to be what it was before, then that is great. And I, for one, am very excited about school going back. I know some people are sad about it. I'm very excited about it. I need, I mean, loads of time on my own for me to be mentally okay. Mm -hmm. I'm on the edge. You've built a office, which is a bit like the quiet room. So... I, um, you know, but what I think is really important is she is, is on this point in her life where she could go back to work and that would give her, her, you know, a wage and, and self-sufficiency and stuff. But 
does she she can go back and do whatever she wants to do she does ask about working from home i think doesn't she so very early on in the podcast we had the lady who asked for advice about writing and we were like uh just go on with it which was i mean <laughs> oprah is going to be interviewing us before we know what's happened i'll have a podcast before the end of next week me and you yeah <laughs> but and she's now that is now her job i think she's now a writer full-time and i i'm not saying that we are responsible a little bit a little bit um but that is what she wanted to do that's what she'd always wanted to do that's what she always wanted to do and she just kind of needed a push and we were the push part of the push whatever so I think what I want this lady to do is think about what is the thing that you really want is that do you want to be embroidering cushions do you want to be a florist do you want to be and it doesn't mean you know I, you've got mouths to feed so it doesn't mean you know s stop trying to earn any money and go and do some embroidery on your sofa whilst watching Murder She Wrote which is my favourite thing to do um, but it's you know, how, what can you put in, you need to have the end goal and then you need to be putting in place the steps to get to that end goal. So say I've just said florist, so let's go with that. If you want to be a florist, you probably need to do a floristry course. Yeah. You need to go on your social media. I follow an incredible florist who I follow because she does another network marketing company and I'd very much like her to come and join my network marketing company, but she won't. And she happens to be a florist and she, her flowers are incredible. Absolutely stunning. If I were to train to be a florist, I would ask her if, if she could give me tips, if she could train me, if she could do a course. So, you know, I'm just using that as an example, but go and find what you want to do. Find the people who are doing what you want to do that in a way that you like yeah. and get those steps in place so that if you have to go and do what I call in my head because how old I am a look job you have a have you never read Generation X no. oh you should I love Generation X anyway a look job is a job that you do to, to, to get to get paid to to live the life that you want to live okay. but not one that you necessarily like no. and so if you go and get this job, have a time limit on it. Be like, this job is going to pay for my kids' food and it's going to pay for my course and it's going to pay for my company to start up and I'm going to do this job for six months or I'm going to do this job for a year. As a means to an end. Yeah. yeah. And I could keep going on this for hours, but I feel like it's not the Corinna Harrod bossy podcast. You said something, two things actually. So the first thing was breaking the big goal down into smaller goals because looking at this you know, a lot of people are feeling extremely overwhelmed right now yeah things that are um coming in to their life leaving their life like you could say that some it feels a bit like grand central station yeah so looking at one big goal can be really overwhelming so breaking it down into smaller goals absolutely 100 percent agree with you. is that i find and i have someone on my team who i love who does who does this who, who sets herself small achievable goals and that's fab. That worked for her. She's a superstar. But she is scared of setting a big goal in case she doesn't hit it. Right. But I feel like lots of people are like, I would love to be 
a florist. I'm going keeping with the florist so I don't get confusing. But I'm in my 40s. I, I'm a single mum. It's never going to happen. That really annoys me because I'm like, it absolutely could happen. Yes. Okay. So my goal, I had two goals and I get really, I'm the, a coach's worst nightmare because quite often if I speak to a coach, they'll be like, what did you want to, you know, what was your dream job? Right. I wanted to be Tori Amos and I wanted to go around badminton horse trials. Now those two things are not really achievable anymore. If I go around badminton horse trials, I could kill myself and I've got three little boys. And also I'm basically incontinent for any, you know, what do it, you know, going around massive cross-country fences i'm going to need a lot of tenor lady and a lot of money do you know what i mean they're not achievable be sponsored by tenor lady i could be sponsored by tenor lady sponsored by tenor i they'd notice it because my jobpers would be disproportionately bulked out um (laughs) you know anyway i'm just putting that out there but but I, I hate it when people say I can't do that or I just can't do that or I'm not good enough to do that. The ma- main thing about success is failure. Nobody is successful without failure. And it, being scared of failure is, is what's going to hold you back, not failure itself. Mm-hmm. Being scared to fail is your biggest problem. So if whatever your goal is, whatever your dream job is, and I'm saying this as someone whose dream job is, frankly, at the age of 37 with three kids living in London, unattainable. Tori Amos can keep her piano. I cannot play one thing on the piano. Um, You know, you can go for it and you can do it. So don't do that. So so yes, break the, the goal down into smaller steps, but don't, what is the word I'm looking for? Don't undersell yourself. Do you know what I mean? Don't set yourself a goal that's achievable just because you think your dream is unachievable a really nice way of doing that i think is to set yourself like a stretch target medium target and a base baselines is what i I want to achieve so if you were sticking with the florist theme my stretch Mm. goal would be to have five florist shops yes ultimate dream okay if i achieve it brilliant but realistically my realist target is to have one shop my baseline is to have some sort of floristry in my life yeah have a studio in my house yeah and that where i can do local flowers and blah blah blah. you know less scary but i just think it's really funny about fear of failure because and this ties in quite nicely to something else they're like last year when that my name tickle and i don't care much about jack we watched we watched trolls too oh so this is this is yeah and we shall never be free um yeah carry on yeah right so we are developing we are going for a second book which due out soon we are developing a second app Mm -hmm. i need my bumps feeling right yeah the carnage that was the release of app one if I was to not do Act Two because I was scared of what happened with Act One, I'd forever regret it. So I am feeling the fear and I am but doing it anyway. Doing it anyway. But also, what is so important, and I think to a lot of people who bought the app now wouldn't understand, they'd be like, what? It's an app, it works, it's great. You know, there's that, there's that meme that goes around 
all that quote that goes around that's like your first podcast will be shit your first yeah. book will be shit your first and and that's the thing you put loads of work into the app and you frankly you thought too small yeah. and so then when demand was higher which is in itself a success yeah you had to scale it up level but up because level up level up level up level up level up, level up. um so because and that and you had to do that while it was live you had to do that with people still buying it you had to do that with people using it and there were teething problems and at the time i remember saying to you because you were super stressed mike was super stressed and i remember saying to you do not let this be the overwhelming feeling of the app the app is a success and because it's a success you're having to tweak it while it's live and basically completely redo it but it's a massive learning curve so with app two you know so much more about what needs to be done and we can afford we've leveled up we've actually afford we can afford and we are paying a team you know what to but do. if to do it like but if we'd come to you if we'd put the knowledge in your head <laughs> of what that would have happened with the first app you might never have done it no, if God. we'd been like this is what's going to happen this is the feeling you're going to have for however many months it was four months it was you would be you'd have been like no 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 don't want that thanks no 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 but actually you know it is a success but success is it's not difficult yeah nothing worth nothing worth having comes easily no i really like you can't cheat the grind can't cheat yeah okay because that is very prevalent in uh network marketing because i think a lot of people join a network marketing company and then they're like but where's my millions of pounds within the first week i'm quitting it's it's a it's a, a scam it's like no you have to work your nuts off for five years other business it's like anything anything it's like going from being four stone overweight to being within a healthy bmi doesn't happen don't it's like writing a book you have to do a bit a day it's like setting up a business you know and i think that's the thing so the thing with this lady and i think the thing with anyone who is thinking who's you know i bet there are loads of people who are feeling sick at the thought of going back to work mm. and you know now's the time to make the change and it doesn't mean go in and quit your job and be but um it means get your plan in place. That is the best thing that you can do for yourself. And it doesn't mean that that is going to be great. It's the same as saving for a holiday. Very few people, quite a few people I know annoyingly, but like very few people can be like, oh, I want to go to Barbados. Let's just book it. Do you know what I mean? They have to be like, we want to go to Barbados. So let's put this aside every month. And where do we want to go? Let's look at that. Let's look at how much the hotel is going to be. Right. So we need to be saving this much. Do you know what I mean? People who go to Disney World, all my friends who go to Disney World, Florida, are always like, we want to go in, you know, 2025. Yeah. So we're saving for it. And no one goes, well, that's completely unrealistic. I can't believe you're saving. That's never going to happen. It's the same with your business or your work life. 
but the, we get caught up with other people's opinions on like you can't be a florist you haven't you, I, I, that, the sort of thing that my mum would say I love my mum love, I love my mum the, the sort of thing my mum would say is like you've never shown any interest in flowers before oh. and it's like well that's because I've been working at, I've been working at a desk job where they don't really approve of me being like well I love a peony here I think it would look great They'd be like just show me the numbers you idiot do you know what I mean so don't let other people's no. opinions about what you can and can't do Aren't other people's opinions great? People and their opinions are an awful, awful thing. And but also can be quite helpful in some ways. But it's learning how I think to... I'm all for constructive criticism. I don't take it well. I'm a bloody red personality Leo. Like constructive criticism is like a slap in the face for me. But I'm all for constructive criticism. But I think one of the terrible things about the internet, and I was thinking yesterday, I was feeling really miserable. Yesterday, I cried twice, Jenna. Oh no, chippy one. I cried twice. Why? Joe was like, the world's ending. Something terrible's happened. For, for anyone who's listening. in the force. What's happened? Yeah, like I don't cry. And no, so for me to just cry twice was really odd. I was literally like, there's water coming down my face. What is this? I was turn up on their doorstep and be like, Oi. Now, you and me, we need to have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, and I spoke to someone on the internet who I've met in real life. I met her in, do you know what I mean? Um, And she's an influencer, but we chatted and we chatted on and off all day. And she made me feel a lot better. And we were actually talking about people on the internet and their opinions. And um, she made me feel loads better. And I thought, gosh, I get a lot of people who go, oh, I can't be doing with social media. I don't know why you're on social media. It's all awful, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, God, I've met some really lovely people. I met you, one of my besties on the internet. I've met, I've got a whole group of mums that live in, west london who are my what i call my twitter mums because we all met on twitter when twitter was nice in 2008 and you used to be able to just have a nice time on there um this lady i was speaking to yesterday i've got an amazing woman who knits me socks <laughs> she knits me amazing chunky beautiful woolly socks who i met on the internet um and so i'm and and uh, so i'm very much pro the internet but it has given people a platform to be vile over lockdown i have noticed and i've spoken to a lot of people who have agreed that people have just generally become angrier yeah and i totally get that and i think part of the crying thing yesterday i think was i suddenly just had one child and it was very peaceful and I'm an introvert and I found and suddenly I just had some peace in my house to myself and I stripped the kids beds and was like so weird Mike took the kids to Blue Water on Saturday to get them their last minute stuff for school it was the first time I'd been on my own yeah you know what was your thump I I 
I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, and you had some time by yourself? I don't want to burst in tears. And I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. And I was actually laughing and crying at the same time. And I'm like, I'm just so happy that I'm on my own. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird. And it's all, and so, I th- I, you know, I think it, it is an incredibly emotional time. And I think there has been a lot of building up of, of um, emotions. And a lot of everyone's been on their phones more. But I've just seen a huge, well, it feels like a huge increase in negativity. And I found I've very much had to do, do what we always talk about, where I feel like I curate my feed, where I mute people, unfollow people. And I spend a lot of time trying to click on funny stuff so that the internet shows me more funny stuff. Because... People are so mean. I think it's, it's weird. I think what's also weird is so this time last year, I had all of the like rubbish going on with the, the app. The first book was about to be published. So, therefore, my, I was, my, my profile was quite high at that time because of like press stuff and things like that. Yeah. Which then obviously means that more people see you and then therefore more people have an opinion. And I remember like, so this time last year, like I had been, I had, I'm not going to use the word trolling. I don't like that word. No. Um, Cause I think of that really scary thing of Harry Potter that ends up with a wand up its nose. In the oh, like Jack, like Jim. Yeah. Wand up his nose. Yeah, changing rooms and Hermione has to call it. Not, anyway. Yeah, that is a troll. I, yeah. I, I came across a lot of people who didn't like me. And mm-hmm. who didn't like what I was doing. And it really knocked me sideways. And I've been thinking about it a lot over the past few weeks. I know that as book two becomes more, you know, towards the end, towards publication, it will happen again. Inevitable. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, and what I came to the conclusion of is when you have a job, work in an office right there are always going to be people that don't like you but they don't come and stand at your desk but these conversations i don't like your hair these conversations take place not in your so you don't know about them right yeah they they happen about everyone the difference that i and i really struggled with was having it very vocal and all the things that you hate about yourself being ridiculed and humiliated for and like i almost quit i almost threw the towel in yeah but what's really weird and i'm not sure if i'm not sure if i like it or not is that i can feel it starting to ramp up again and i just feel completely unmoved by it like i honestly don't care and someone said to me and i think i think actually i think i've watched it on youtube someone said you know you never see a lion. Oh, no, you never see a Great Dane barking at a chihuahua. Now, I'm not saying no. that, Great Dane, but like, I'm just going to get on with my business. If you don't like me, then that's fine. And a few last year, I'd have rolled my eyes if someone had said that to me. I'm like, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore it. And why should I? And no, I think the thing is, and I think the thing is, is that 
And I think it has to be noted that there's a big difference between someone saying, someone who's got a personal profile saying, I, saying something mean, like I had someone who, uh, someone taught me a very good new term called sea lining. Have you heard of sea lining? Um, where you just say anything for the attention by being like, woe is me, you're being mean. And in fact, they're being mean. But they, they turn it around and you're like, okay, let's just leave it. And they're like, you're really hurtful. It's like, no, we just, um, but we had this, this woman who was not happy with something in the Facebook group and she messaged me a couple of horrible messages and that's fine. Um, it wasn't particularly pleasant. I didn't respond, but she had a profile. She had a picture, you know, she felt hard done by. She didn't like me. She sent me some messages. That's not trolling. And I think that word gets bandied about too much. When there are, you know, threads about people's families, um, a friend of mine's had threads on the, the, the internet about her body. Um, I think that I personally, I find it very weird. I can't imagine wanting to slag off somebody I've never met before body. I just don't, it just doesn't, I don't have space for that in my brain. And I find that very difficult to get my head around. I was, so I've been thinking about it a lot. I've been really thinking about it a lot. And um, I've also gone into like the psychology behind it. I've done a lot of research about it because that's, because that's my type of personality. I feel like I have to understand what I'm dealing with. It makes me feel more prepared. And I, I firmly believe, right, that there is a very fine line between love and hate where you every every time they post an insta story you're on there every time they post you, you're watching it but you're purely watching it to criticize it or to then go back to a forum or to then feed back to that person immediately i think people have to really say do they really hate that person i mean really because no, I, I think quite often i think a lot of the time it's jealousy so this is going to be very controversial but i have a lot of friends who hate the royal family and i don't hate the royal family and quite often i'm like okay i get why you hate the royal family that's fine that's your business but if you were born into that are you saying that you would say no to it and i understand the principle of like well nobody should be born into it blah blah, blah. you know i get that but it's the same thing. It's like, are you actually resentful of the fact that they have made it work in a job that is seemingly apparently quite easy? Because what you think happens is, I'm going from beauty because that's what I do. You think they just sit at home all day getting sent beauty products and talking about it on Instagram and making millions, which is not. Every single person I know, this car's going on, every single person I know who is, I'm using the bunny ears, influencers are workaholics. You get really unhappy if you're not working. You never, you're never pleased about anything that you achieve because you're just like, well, what's next? All, all my friends, they, they work super hard all the time and they have to come up with new ideas and they have to be really creative and they have to be one step ahead of what the next thing's going to be. 
And I think, yeah, it is a really nice job, but it's a nice job that you've had to carve out and create. And therefore I'm not going to be resentful of it. You don't go to, you know, if you work, I used to work in publishing and I don't go to the publisher of the books that I like and go, well, you're, you know, you're, you're fucking ugly. Oh, I've heard, I've heard she's got wonky boobs. Oh, oh, I, I, I know why her first husband oh, left her. It's like, no, you don't do that. You don't do that at work. If you were in that situation, you would probably do what I was talking about earlier, where you would break down the steps on how to get to that job. And you might be competitive about it. So why does the internet make you think, oh, I'm going to set up a thread on, on, a, on a horrible website where I'm going to slag off her hair? I mean, you've had someone say to you, I, I love you. I'm, so, I'm sorry, I used to love you, but I hate those earrings. It's like, who cares? I don't care what you think. And I find that really weird. Like, if I'm on the tube and someone came up to me and said, I hate your earrings, I'd be like, I don't care. I do not care. I do. It makes me want to put one of them in every single piercing in my face. Like, I don't, yeah. So, but my thing is, is it part, partially jealousy and resentfulness that they've got this seemingly lovely, easy life? But is it partly that because you're in the public eye, you deserve it? Oh. Yeah. Like, which I is unfair. Some, I have something to say about that, right? When people, I think it's such a cop out when someone says, well, you should expect it because you put yourself out there. That's like, sorry, this is going to, you could edit this out, but that is like going into a public loo and shitting on the floor and saying to the cleaner, but you're a cleaner. You should expect to have to clear that up. It's exactly like that. There's lots of parallels. It's very misogynistic. I hate, mm -hmm. there's lots yeah. of parallels that I will not draw upon because it'll be triggering for a lot of women. Um, but it's, it's like saying you deserve everything you get. No, it's not okay. It's not right. And I am actually going to get, I am actually going to get cross about this now. If you cannot think of anything else to justify your on, online abuse or constructive criticism, now I'm doing a bunny ears with someone other than when well, you put yourself out there, you should expect it. Then you need to go and have a word of yourself. Anyway. So, I agreed. No, no, no. I was on mute because of the cars going on in the background. No, no, no. I I'm very quiet. Agree. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. I completely agree. And I think it's a really sad aspect because I think it's ruining something that is actually lovely. I think about how my team, I have a team of people and they all do different jobs or they're stay-at-home mums or whatever and the support that they gave each other and me during lockdown just from being a team and having that kind of safe space that's all through the internet that is people who've met each other through the internet um as i was saying we met through instagram there are so many lovely things and the fact that so many small businesses you know, were supported and kept afloat during lockdown um, through social media and through people sharing stuff. And then you have this horrible side 
And I think quite often people don't think they're doing anything wrong. I think they think it's their right to have an opinion about your hair. It's a right to have an opinion about your body shape and your body size. And actually it's not, it's, it's your right to think thoughts. You can think whatever you like to think, but I think if you're thinking consistently negative thoughts about people, you need to stop and retrain your brain. I'm someone who can be a real bitch. So I'm not sitting here smugly about it, but I have to sometimes retrain my brain and be like, what, you know, if someone walks past, I'm like, oh, I don't like those boots. Then I have to be like, those boobs? Boots. I love every, I love all boobs. I'm literally putting that out there. All boobs are fine with me. I don't like those boots. Yeah, okay. So then I literally will in my head be like, you don't have to wear them. Mm-hmm. she looks really confident i bet those boots make her feel great mm-hmm. confidence is one of the most beautiful things shut this, the fuck up this is the thing and this is i don't thing. go on the website and go they did something in the ugly boots <laughs> right so this is right and i've been reading around this right a lot of people have felt very isolated during lockdown yeah right and one of the most primal instincts for us as humans is to be included socially and to feel a bond with people. Now, some people bond, a lot of women bond through gossip. Yep. A lot of people bond, right? Now, I think at some point a line is crossed where people can, because they feel like they have found solidarity in a group of people online or wherever, who feel and think the same of way with them they bond with them and they get caught up and almost become addicted to that feeling of being in a group in a posse do you know what i mean and they'll read they'll read something from an influencer or or something and they're like oh i wonder what the group think of that and they go straight onto that group whether it's on whatsapp a forum or whatever and it almost it's almost like entertainment they in a way have completely disconnected the fact that the person that they're talking about is a human. They don't care about that really, um, but they are bonding over it and they get caught up in it and it's almost like they can't stop it. And, and also, I, I think it, what I feel, I definitely feel like this and I'm someone who doesn't, I've never been in a group. Um, I've, I've always been a more individual person, but I look on Instagram and there are groups of people who I, quite a lot of whom I know individually, who are like this big beauty girl gang and I'm not in it. And it makes me feel, and I do feel resentful because I'm like, God, they're all really successful. I know loads of them individually. If they'd let me into their girl gang, then all my problems would be solved and I'm a nice person. Am I not a nice person? Am I not very good? Am I not very talented? And it sends me into this mental spiral about myself that they probably don't, A, wouldn't, they would feel bad about, but it's, they'd be like, it's, it's nothing to do with me. You judge me that like those are feelings about you. But, but I think for a lot of people, they then think I'm going to go and make myself feel better by putting them down. Yeah. with other people triggered that fear that you are being socially excluded so from a primitive level that is like the worst thing that can happen to a human primitively instinctively is to not belong to a group because there's safety in numbers so it's definitely 
I think it's triggering for an awful lot. It is really time that anyone being, anyone doing anything on the internet that would be technically illegal, like if you went up to someone, if you went up to someone in real life with a group of your friends, especially in those numbers, 50 of you went up to someone and said, I, I think you've got ugly boobs. That you'd be able to be like, what, what is this? This is unacceptable. And I think the internet needs to be treated like that now, where it's like, that is just flat out unacceptable. There needs to be, there needs to be certain websites that just don't exist because they're only there for, for bullying. I think people need to just accept and understand that some people are going to make their jobs on social media. Some women have made it so that to work around their family, they've created themselves a job that involves a presence on social media and it's worked. And I think rather than being angry about that, I'm not here angry at Tori Amos that I'm not the next her. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sending her hate mail being like, God, redheads suck. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't put the effort in. I didn't learn to play the piano. It's all, do you know what I mean? I think that it needs to be, needs to stop being this competition. Well, this competition, but also it's like, well, it's, the, it's she's got, she's an influencer. It's not a legitimate job. It is, sadly, for you guys who don't like it, it is a legitimate job. I mean, it's got to the point, like, when, when someone says to me, what do you do for a living? And there's a very, there's a story when I went on holiday to Greece a couple of years ago, the people in the villa next door were like, what do you do? And I'm like, <laughs> what? And I just got the giggles until in the end, the man, who, the, the husband went, are you a stripper? I'm like, oh God, no, no, I'm not a stripper. No, no, no. I'm just an influencer. Like, but I've just really, I hate saying it because people... But also what I find really frustrating is that stuff that we've navigated together, when you get asked to do an ad, you might want to edit this, but you get asked to do an ad and, and I know you and, and hopefully everyone who follows you for a while knows you. Um, you get asked to do stuff and you'll be like, no, it doesn't fit with my brand. I wouldn't use it or, you know it's nothing to do with anything that you talk about so why would I suddenly start talking about it so you turned out a lot of stuff and I just hate the fact that even when it's something that you'd use all the time that really fits with your brand that you've talked about before you still have that feeling of like oh god I don't know if I can do it it's like god why does everyone want stuff for free mm -hmm. And, and, and of course, free stuff's lovely. I'm not saying I don't love free stuff, but I feel like it's twisted into this thing where people want stuff for free and they are very resentful if they don't get it. So they want, say, the organised mum method for free or they want makeup samples for free or they want, you know, the number of people who get cross if they find out how much I charge for a makeup lesson. So they just want an hour of my time for basically a fiver. Um, and it's like, of course, I would love to do a makeup lesson for free because it's awkward to charge you. It's, it's a, I, you know, it's, but I have training, insurance, kids, 
mouths to feed. You know, I don't um, resentful and angry about it. So like you have so much for free on your blog and your website. Um, we're using you as an example, but there are so many people where you go to their website and they've got courses or printables or downloadables for free. And then you do an ad and people are like, Oh, yeah. And it's like that ad actually pays for Gemma to be able to spend the time to update the blog, to update the printables, to do organized Christmas, to, all of that stuff, or, you know, that person who has created this course for free. Um, I wrote an ebook. It's 99p. It took me days, <laughs> days of formatting and research and making sure that there were no spelling mistakes and all of that. This 99p. And I was like, oh, this will fly off. No, because people don't want to pay 99p for it. But I'm like, you can't. I think along with the evolution of the internet, you have to understand that people are now, there's a very interesting book on it called the multi-hyphen method actually, where people are no longer doing jobs where you get employed by a company when you're 18. It's almost like they want women to be in a typing pool. Do you know what I mean? And then you retire when you're 60 and you've worked in the same business. People are now having to do different jobs, different things, sideline things. Um, making money by having a blog, making money by doing YouTube. Um, and I think people just have to be more accepting of it and be like... I think a really good example is Joe Wicks, right? Love Joe. Yeah. Love Joe. He's lovely. Right? When we first met, literally all you talk about was Joe Wicks. I know. He's got such nice hair. Like, I want to know, real as an aside, right? He does a lot of exercise. I'd love to ask him how often he washes it. Right, so what I was going to say was, so when Jay Wicks did PE with Joe, right, lots of people were like, oh, he's, can I just say, I love Joe, right, but lots of people were like, I can't believe he's doing all that for free, and I'm like, are you, what, I'm sorry, you know how much money he'll be making off his YouTube ad revenue? That yeah. will earn him hundreds of thousands, well, I don't know, it will earn him a and lot of money. All of that publicity for all his books. Yeah. But the thing is, right, all his courses, it's a win-win, right? He's producing content that you can consume for free, yet he is putting ads on there, so everyone's happy. So what's the problem? Yeah. I can't see a problem. There is no But problem. also, don't be silly to think that he can do that for free, because he can't. No. He, that's his... You know what I mean? You, you can't go into your office job and be like... I'm taking an extra hour at lunch to teach people how to touch type for free. Your job would just be like, no, sorry, mm -hmm. you can't be doing that. But you just mean it's unreasonable to expect people. Yeah, and, and I, there's no answer to it. There's no answer. I don't know what it is. There's, there, is, there is a block. People have a block. And unfortunately, it does seem to be women. Women are just more opinionated about that sort well, of thing. I, I, as far as I know, I have never been actually on the daily mail comments yes there were some men but as a general rule the people that come at me are female yeah I have, been, I have been there was a I've been told by one man who kept saying on all my youtube videos that caucasian women were ugly and i was like well that's fine and 
I mean, that's an opinion at this point. It must have taken you a long time to type this on 200 videos. Class. Um, There's no point. There's no point to this. The thing is, you're wasting your time. And getting back to something I said before, if you are investing so much time obsessing, because a lot of these people are... Yeah, but that's the thing. You are wasting your time. I just blocked him and all his... I don't care. But you're just literally making yourself look daft and wasting your own time and stopping yourself from achieving what you want to achieve by sitting on Instagram, tutting up someone, something someone else is doing. Mm. You know, it, I, I would just, I would just, I would really love, oh God, this is not an invitation. I would really love to sit down in a focus group with some, with a group of people who have, and again, there's a continuum, you know, not ev- not everything negative is online bullying or trolling right but i would like to sit with people and go why did you do that because i can guarantee that 99.99% of them don't think they're doing anything wrong every everybody thinks they're a nice person right so everyone will have a justification for doing it and i would mm. love to know what that justification is and it's not because you put yourself out that is not a good enough justification because you put yourself out there it's not sport yeah, and I'd have re- it would have really upset me. And I think it's just a journey. It's just part of my growth. And people used to say to me, just ignore it. And I used to be like, oh, God, that's the most infuriating thing to say. And people would say, it's just jealousy. And I'm like, that's the most infuriating thing to say. But also, I think, in a way, it's not really about you. No, it's not at all. It's not so unless they're saying something about... The thing where it's really a problem is when it's about your personal stuff like your kids yeah and I think the thing is I think if you spoke to these people who are doing it if you like what would you do if someone did that about your kids they'd probably be like oh I would want to like slag not that person Mm -hmm. it's literally like it's like slagging off a lamp Mm -hmm. I saw this lamp on and it's really ugly lamp it's like so what so I know a lot of people listen to this who do you have Instagram accounts do you have YouTube accounts um, who are maybe trying to grow and who maybe haven't look I, I for everyone that I've seen the tipping point is around about 25,000 25,000 followers I'm so close to that and she gets about 25,000 it's like a switch goes off it's like oh they're, get, they're getting a bit too big now let's um so when my father when my husband I was having to deal with his dad I used, and he used to try and do everything to fix him and he used to spend hours on the phone to rehab to try and get him in and how he was going to get him in and blah 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 and I kept having to say to him you cannot make someone go to rehab they have to want to go otherwise as soon as he gets out the first thing he do- does is going to go for a drink to piss you off because that is the way he is the ultimate thing that you have to do is that when the worst happens the inevitable happens which happened you have to know that you did everything that you could. So if that does involve dragging him to rehab and spending hundreds of thousands of pounds, then do it. But unless he wants to go, he's not going to go. It's not going to make a difference. And I think, I think with social media, uh, so I think the thing with that you went through last year was like, you have to get to this stage where you're like, I stuck up for people when I needed to stick up for them. I spoke back to people when I needed to speak to them. And now I've got to a level where I realise it's not about me. And 
it make a difference? There's always going to be someone who doesn't like me and there's always going to be someone who doesn't like me and is vocal about it and it's not really about me. They might as well be talking about the IKEA lamp. Um, but in terms of, of um, social media, and I know it gets said a lot, but I think the ultimate thing is to be really authentic and yourself. And I get a lot of people who join my team and then try and be the sort of professional, come across really professionally. And anyone who's in my Facebook group will know that I don't come across very professionally. That's not to say if you put me on a film set, I would be blatting around being like, whoa. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I need to be. I've seen professional Chippy, she's scary. Yeah, you see, I don't, but I don't feel I need to do that all the time because that's not how I am all the time. Mm. Um, and it's, uh, so I think that's really important. If, if they, if so, I'm always like, if you join my team and you try and be the professional makeup person that you think you have to be, that's not who you were when you wanted to join. So don't try and be that now. Um, but also don't think that you can just go on the internet as yourself and take pictures of your food and await celebrity you you have to give value you have to share what needs do you know what I mean you have to there has to be something more if you look at if you if not you personally but if you went to look at your favorite people that you love to follow on the internet you would see why you love to follow them i love to follow a, a brand a, a stationary brand called present and correct because his feed is just beautiful really beautiful um and i love to follow that it looks nice on my feed so that's why i follow him if he was there being like his picture of me and my mate outside the, i wouldn't follow him i i follow i i used to follow all makeup brands because i felt like I was a makeup artist and I wanted them to know who I was and so I had to follow them all. And then I was like, I'm not following, like there's a certain makeup brand who has the worst makeup demos, badly done. And I was like, I don't need this in my feed. You know, if they want to know who I am, they'll find out who I am. I don't need to follow them. And so I just went through and I culled everything. And I think if you're proactive it's the same thing as when you go for an interview my top tip for going for an interview is remember that you are interviewing them you need to see if that job is right for you it's not all i need this job i'm desperate for this job please give me the job oh my god it's like is this job right for me is that quote george clooney said that george clooney said that when he was like a real like trying to be an actor he went to every audition he was like i want this part i want this part and then he had like this switch in his brain where he was like actually they need me because their movie or their film or whatever will not be a success without a good actor. So I'm going to go in with that attitude and if they want yeah. me, whatever. Yeah. And if they don't want me, maybe actually I wasn't right for the part. Mm -hmm. You're not right for every part. Um, you're not right for every job. Every job is not right for you. So and I think it's the right same thing. Not everyone is going to like you. No. And I think, so go in and have and do what you set out to do and don't i always say to you blinkers on it's so easy when you make the conscious decision to start to then start looking sideways and thinking oh, but they do really nice you know even when i found present and correct a couple of weeks ago 
I started being like, oh my God, I should take beautiful pictures of stationery. It's like, no, that's nothing to do with what I do. No one who follows me would know what was happening. And you okay? Just put a picture of a pen. Oh, I know I have. I have actually put a picture of a pen on my feet. Well, well that, yeah. I also had anus yeah. on, which I didn't really. Like. Deliberate. I mean, God, you really need to run stuff past me because <laughs> the new YouTube things. I mean, oh God, it could have been a whole different channel. <laughs> Gemma's gone adult. Um, so I think that's the thing. I think be really authentic. Don't look at the numbers. If you stop having fun with it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it will show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't second guess other people's opinions of you because it's none of your business. No. I really like Daisy May Cooper because she sticks brooms up a bo- under her boobs. Did you see that chat? I can't believe you didn't see it. So Daisy, she's the comedian, Daisy yeah. May she was like, you know that test where you put a pencil under your boobs? Yeah. Like, picture of her with a broom. Un- <laughs> and then it became a thing. It became a challenge. And lots of people were tagging her in with like literally um, clothes errors wedged underneath their boobs. There was like someone had like a mop, a mop and a bucket, a bucket under one, mop under the other. It was just hilarious. And like, everyone was like, I haven't seen that because I don't think I could get a pencil under my boobs. I was just so good, but like my yeah, Ray's mom... got the entire cleaning collection under there. <laughs> just go around what the house. You, what you need? I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Be like Mary Poppins in a bag. Oh, it's like lots of stuff coming out. Like, <laughs> but no. My top tip to someone who was um, maybe starting to get a little bit of feedback in inverted commas would be, you have to ask yourself two very important questions. If this person is a genuine troll, what they actually want is to knock me off course and distract me, right? So I am therefore playing into their hands by wasting my time, which I could be using to make my money and to make money and to push my business forward by sitting here and arguing with someone that I'm never gonna convince to like me. So that's gonna turn around and be like, you're right. Am I going to get, five years down the line and regret potentially giving something up because of the negativity that I was receiving because of two or three people who didn't like, like me. Yeah. You will end up regretting it. You will end up kicking yourself. So it's very much about putting the blinkers on. Don't let people distract you. Be a good person. Keep your side of the road clean and whatever anybody else does, it is not your business unless they are doing something illegal yeah in which case absolutely also balls out bullying i'm not saying if i see bullying i will always stand up for the person being bullied Mm -hmm. we did have an incident last year where there were some people saying some really horrible things to other people Mm -hmm. and i stood up for them So I think if you see bullying, stand up for it, but don't, but I think it's very important to stand up for it by saying, this is not acceptable. This is bullying. Don't go, yeah, well, I looked on your profile picture and you're not exactly a size eight because then it's just like a back four slanging match. You're not, no one's going to win. But actually, if you say to someone, this is completely unacceptable way to speak to someone, it's bullying and I'm blocking you now. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. That's what I'd say. 
So what's your positive of the week, Chipolata? I went and met Martha yesterday. So my positive of the week was I went in February, I inquired about going riding um, at this place in Windsor. And then dun, 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 I'm actually very pleased I didn't because you pay an annual fee. So I'd have paid for the privilege of quarantine. Um, and I was going to go by myself. And then I asked my sister if she wanted to go. So my sister and I went yesterday to ride and I rode lovely Martha who is a bit of a madam. Um, so since I have been riding, I've borrowed people's horses that basically you sit on them and you go for a lovely poodle around the place and it's lovely. And yesterday I had a lesson on Martha the madam and I had to remember what to do with my legs. Uh, and it's been about 20 years, but that was really nice. And what was really nice about it, and I realised it was, I literally didn't think about anything else for an hour. Um, and that's like therapy. So I'm going to be doing that again. What's your positive for the week? I finished recording the audio book. That's good. Which is always, a, it's hard. I know people are like, oh my God, what's hard about it? It's really hard. I think well, the thing about the audio book is really hard. <laughs> I think the thing that's really stands out for me about the audiobook and you might want to edit this out by the time i've edited the name of this episode is you might want to edit this out um is that originally we weren't going to do an audiobook um because the type of book yours is and because the first book had the method in i think they were like well you need to see the method so how would it work as an audiobook and you were very firm and aware of the fact that um we have lots of people in the facebook group especially who um are, are slightly visually impaired or um have health problems and an audiobook would be a massive bonus to them and so we were quite firm about wanting to do it and you originally i remember saying i will record it myself um what do I need to get to you? Uh, and so they were like, oh, okay. Um, and it went really well. And I, so for me, when they were like, we need to get Gemma in to do the audiobook, and they sent over all the information, I was like, I love that this has come from you just knowing the Thomas, not the laundrettes, the original Thomas, and being like, I'm going to put myself in this box for two days with no sleep with people who frankly don't know your routine of Gemma has to eat at 12. Oh, you know, it's so selfish, right? I was this, this guy. Not likes 12 and Gemma literally goes off. I turned into a pumpkin and like, it was 12 o'clock both days and my tummy starts. Aww. So you hop through a sentence and you're like, did you hear that? Yeah. So then we're sat there waiting for it to finish rumbling. And I'm like, well, I do need to, and I felt, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to sound like a diva. I'm like, I do, need, I do need you to eat lunch at 12. And he's like, yeah, we're going through till half one. And I'm like, oh God. Oh okay, God. we're going to be listening to this till half one. Yeah, I spent most of it contracting my stomach muscles. To, 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 at, at one point I had the bag over, my bag over my tummy to try and muffle. It was really <laughs> glamour. Just, it is, that is the one, it, it, not that you're diva-ish about it, but it's the one time where I feel like a traditional agent where I'm like, she has to eat at, she has to eat at 12. Emma will be eating at 12. 
We can't have the meeting at 12. We can have the meeting at half 12. As long as she can stand outside your office shoveling in a vegan something. We always go to places and you're like, I'm going to get the vegan mac and cheese. And I'm like, I'm going to get the triple toasted cheese ham. Fat girl thing. And, and on that note, I'm going to I'm gonna go and have some pumpkin soup. Because it's almost 12. <laughs> I hate soup. I love soup. Pumpkin soup from our allotment. Oh, Gemma, you've changed. Have a good life. Good life, good, 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 good,